Greetings, friends. Well, it's a bittersweet moment, today's show. A conversation with a dear friend, but also the last episode of this season of the Home Roots podcast. Nearly a year ago, in the early wake of the global coronavirus pandemic, we did as we have done in so many facets of the Home Roots operation, and so many have done throughout their lives, and shifted to adapt to a new reality. In previous years, this show was really meant to serve as a tool to create more awareness and support for the live touring performers out on the road servicing the nationwide network of house concert circuits that have traditionally been the lifeblood of Home Roots. Everything changed in a heartbeat the moment that live music was put on hold indefinitely. The house concert was suddenly an unhealthy practice, spreading germs instead of joy. That's a heavy burden because uh, the need to spread joy it's in the DNA of the Home Roots organization. But agility is also in there, so we move onward. The conversations we've had over the past 12 months evolved with the collective consciousness as we learned more and accepted new realities, found hope in new possibilities. Well, I'm glad to have spent this season finale speaking with Carrie Latimer, someone I feel quite close to, but also regard as one of the great talents of my generation. Her songwriting is peerless, lyrically deep and dark, but always balanced by sweet melodic sensibilities. Past work with her influential Americana outfit Nathan and now Leaf Rapids has earned her friends and fans across the globe. Listeners, please enjoy this 14th and final installment of this season of the Home Roots podcast. May I present a few minutes with the ever-lovable, searingly endearing, Carrie Latimer. She packs my lunches in liquor store bags Spends my UNICEF money on Marlboro Lights Plays the golden oldies on an ancient transistor And waltzes me around the kitchen Says I love. 
I'll get us started. This is going to be weird because we haven't caught up in a while and I don't know how to keep this like on the rails podcasty. I'm just going to want to hear what Oscar and Hazel are doing. But anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's get into this. Carrie Latimer, welcome to the Home Roots podcast. Jackson Haldane, it's so nice to see you. Yeah, it's really nice to see you. I've been dying to see your face for a while so it's uh it may not be in person but here we are at least it's uh it's at least it's not a still photo on facebook i know i'm actually i'm starting to get used to this it freaked me out at first but i'm not sure if i'll know how to deal with real people (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know there's a lot of social readjustment yet to come but uh I hope, you know, hopefully we'll start doing the the work soon enough because I don't know, I need to get out around a campfire or something. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be glorious. Yeah. For those who are listening, it's, uh, it's mid-March. It's St. Patrick's Day, as a matter of fact, isn't it? Ah, yes, it is. And uh, it's been a, it's been a pandemic winter, but I I think for the most part, Winnipeg's been a pretty decent place to to be this winter. It's been a I don't know. I guess it's up to you to make the most of a winter in Winnipeg at the best of times, but the weather has certainly cooperated, wouldn't you say? Oh, it's been amazing. The rivers have saved me. I heard, heard that from so many people, actually. The what? Yeah, what a refuge! What a recreational refuge those win- those uh, rivers have been this winter. It's been unbelievable. Skating and skiing and just hanging out. Like I don't know. It, I live really close. Like it's a stone's throw to the river. Uh, and yeah, we can get down there, let the dog run on the river, you know, after dark and get him off the yeah. leash. Um, don't, don't tell the city of Winnipeg, though. Okay, <laughs> bring, bring me another $125 fine. Cause, uh, I got another, one for, uh, yeah, I got one yesterday for barking. I got, we got a barking fine yesterday. How do you like that? You were barking Jackson? <laughs> yeah. I've been doing way too much barking. The pandemic has not been good for me, Carrie. Gonna be <laughs> we got one of those too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That might be a cash cow for the city. Maybe they're just going around throwing tickets at everyone. Your dog barks. Your cat. Yeah. <laughs> we got one for off leash. Oh yeah, off leash. Yeah. Well, it's so tempting, you know. I know, and he's such a good boy. He's such a good boy. I can't say that about Cooper. Your dog is your dog is a good boy. Irving, he's a good boy. <laughs> no, um, I think it was only a matter of time that Cooper got a a barking fine because yeah, he's a bit of a terror, and we live on a high traffic. Uh, sidewalk too so anyway <laughs> i digress well i don't digress because we haven't even begun talking about anything we're just we're just catching up here um but I, you know in terms of being thematic about the podcast um i'd say most of the conversations we've had since the pandemic began have been kind of people describing their experience which i think is important i think it's important for us all to share how we've weathered this storm um but we had an interesting last episode conversation where we really started sort of digging into our ideas for the future. So I'm thinking maybe we can take this conversation in those directions, like maybe talk to you and have you tell us how you've managed as an artist, particularly as a musician, um, being that that's the home roots, uh, you know, that's what we want the podcast to be about is digging into people's musical and artistic experiences. Um, but yeah, how has it af- affected you that way? And, and personally, I mean, it's, it's, it all creeps together. The, the lines blur, I understand. But uh, tell, yeah, just tell us a little bit about what your last 
good God, it's been a year. What's your last It's been a year. So yes, um, it has been a ride and what a ride. I feel like it's been a good one. Now, now, you know, sort of feeling like there's hope for, for the end of it. I can look back and, and see all the, all the growth that I think myself I've been doing and, and probably a lot of other people, but yeah, the beginning was crazy like everybody. And I was caught between panic because I'm a mother fascination with the virus. I just went down so many wormholes. I, I got into the Spanish flu studying that. And I was talking to my husband about it and he's like, don't talk to me about this because I was like, oh my God, look how gory the Spanish flu was. Thank God we don't have that. They were spewing their insides all over the place. And so, so I couldn't talk to him about that. But it was just such a fascinating, the biology of it is, is magnificent. But uh, yeah, horrifying too. And I'm pretty much a hermit anyway. So I didn't have, I didn't have, I didn't struggle with the isolation part too much. And I kept in touch with the same people I, I usually do. Although I've missed you guys a lot. <laughs> I do realize too, okay, there are more people in my circle I would love to see. <laughs> and uh, I remembered actually Devin threw me a Zoom surprise party on my birthday last April. And I was shocked. I couldn't even speak to anybody just to see everyone in their little squares. And I, I was already socially inept by then. And I just stared at everybody like, uh, <laughs> it, it was pages of people and it was, it was so sweet, but I realized what a shock to the world this was. Well, I, you know what? I, I thought it was a really novel concept for, for and pretty ambitious for Devin to try and pull off and, and, and kudos to him but I have to say it hasn't become a theme so there must be a recurring kind of um, reaction there or like a common reaction that like okay wait I'm socially maladjusted to begin with and you're gonna throw me into this weird social setting that's like a party but broken like a deconstructed party and <laughs> somehow I'm supposed to navigate this what are you doing to me so, and I had no idea that was happening either. So I wasn't like dressed or like, you know, I was just in my, in my COVID wear and, and just feeling, oh, I guess they're getting me a cake ready or something in there. <laughs> just, just shocked me right out of my, yeah. But it was, it was super sweet to see so many faces and. Yeah, it's, it's been, but I've been diving into to projects lately, but my mind has struggled to focus for a long time. I'm, I'm feeling like I can do that now tenfold. I'm really diving into some things I've been putting off. I've been delinquent. How about yourself? You did an awesome uh, crank, or not cranky, but, um, well, maybe you did an awesome cranky when I didn't see it, but the, but the times changed performance oh, of yours was, was so great thank you that was actually really fun I yeah I, it was weird doing a times thing and not having a band you know yeah like, so I had to create one so <laughs> made a band on the beat machine and then played along and it was actually really fun and and really rewarding and I've gotten actually great feedback on that your uh 
you're not the first person to reach out and say, Hey, that was really good. So yeah, yeah that was, so that's different. been actually, that was my highlight of the pandemic probably was participating in, in that film and that film, that times changed 20th anniversary film totally got me in all the feels. Oh, like, I know. It was so I was, great to watch. watched most of it through tears. So yeah, it was, um, it was really cool. And it just felt like being at home alone, but being part of this really kind of substantial moment, which was really a weird uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was a weird moment, but it was really, I needed it at the same time. The timing, that was probably my lowest was January was probably the, you know, probably my lowest point. And there've been some low moments during this pandemic, but uh, I haven't been all that creative. Um, I've written a little bit and I practiced, you know, woodshedded a lot, I guess, but uh, I haven't been terribly productive as a as a writer or anything like that and yeah there just hasn't I'm just so compelled by the collaboration aspect of being a musician that without that I lack a bit of drive for sure and maybe you were feeling that same thing you, I've noticed though lately you've been able to actually play with you know your core band you you've had the you've had joanna and chris your rhythms or you're not your rhythm section but your your drummer the other couple in yeah the um and that must be really rewarding and yeah t- talk about that a little bit I mean, you must have spent a lot of time away and then how much how recently have you guys started playing together again that was um i guess as soon as we were allowed to have two people in our houses we they were our two people because our kids could go to their aunties. So they had, they were two people for somebody else. And then we were, we just thought, well, they're also good friends of ours. So it was so great to have them over and we would just kind of have pizza and a rehearsal every once in a while. And, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was great because we could get a rehearsal and a socializing in at the same time. And and, that's uh, great. But yeah, it was strange to not, be able to rehearse with them because we did that Icelandic uh, concert that you did as well. And I remember seeing that and just thinking, oh boy, you can sure tell I haven't been, been playing with people or been talking to anybody. <laughs> it just was so rough. <laughs> well, that that was odd. I mean, that the whole adjustment of addressing an audience that isn't there, you know, and yeah. which is kind of a bit of a reality when you're doing any of these online engagements, but in particular when you're pre-recording one, right? And you're you're trying to address an audience you know will eventually be there. It's just, we're all working so far out of our comfort zones in some yeah. of these scenarios. Yeah, it's shocking to, what I did realize, and I'm so grateful, is that the equation is so empty without the, without the audience. Like it's, there is a magic in the connection that just can't be transferred really through the zeros and the ones, you know, like it's, there's something about that tangible being there together that is so important to me. Yeah. And I, I'm going to try to cherish that forever. And I think it's, it's, we're experiencing it from, from the perspective of the stage. And there's also a lot of our really avid music listener friends who maybe not aren't musicians but who are intense gig 
promoters and uh, I shouldn't say promoters, but uh, you know, the people that just go to all the shows that watch all the shows, they are talking about the things that they're missing too. It's there's some intangibles, right. That are missing from the experience. There's, there's physical aspects of it that we don't even understand probably even on, you know, barely on a scientific level. There's, there's just forces at play in that live music environment that you can't replicate in, in any, you know, in absolutely in format, the magic you know. of it. I think a lot about like Alan and, you know, how are people doing that went to every show and now there's nothing like I We're I thinking hope of you, Barb. We're thinking yeah. Of you, Barb. I've seen Barb a little bit too. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've thought about a lot of those folks and just wondered, you know, as much as I'm missing it, wow, there's just, all sorts of people missing so much right now you know it's just yeah the life we're living but the warm weather is coming and with that i think we we will to remember last summer when here in manitoba our numbers were really favorable so we were we were getting away with things lots of other jurisdictions weren't getting away with we didn't manage that very well and it came to back to haunt us in the fall that's another story but I mean, we're looking forward to now the spring coming upon us and uh, it's early. Um, my, my preamble for the last episode had a lot to do with not getting overly excited when it starts to do this thing in March, because you never know. But um, given that this is what we're, we're going through, this really nice weather spell here in Winnipeg, it's starting to get everybody thinking about playing outside again. So what are you thinking for the summer? I know we're not going to be doing big festivals, but are you thinking outside the box about maybe trying to create some opportunities to have the interaction with an audience? Maybe, cause maybe that's where it's at for us this year. We might have to be besides, you know, the odd gig that's going to come our way. If we really want to play the way as much as we want to play, we might have to create some opportunities and we might have to think small, but sustainable. Yeah. And so, yeah. Any thoughts on that? You know, I haven't been, proactive in thinking about how to do that have you i've thinking been toward, sort it. of just wishing for the beer can and the time to yeah change yeah exactly <laughs> i know there's only so many days in the summer though and you know with only so many gigs to go around so i don't know i've thought about the fact that i don't need more than 25 people and i bet you know i don't speak for the d rangers all as individuals but we love to play so much that we're going to want to play regardless of the lucrative nature of the experience so maybe thinking about doing some you know planning some things that can just be 25 to 50 people and we can make the call on capacity closer to the date and yeah think small but get something going on or else we run the risk of just not having the time to put all of the energy behind these things that we want to do and if we're just going to do everything spontaneously for the until we're allowed back in a proper venue yeah, maybe we need to think more creatively and the summer is going to be our opportunity. That's where the most yeah. space is going to be available to us. And, and we can do, you know, take advantage of the, some of the carefree nature of, uh, of the summer, but yeah, I don't, well, we I don't know, know. Manitobans are really good about staying outside, I think, and doing those things. Cause if last summer is a, is a, a judge of that, like, I think, uh, all of the outdoor things went really well. And, and we played a couple of house concerts out like backyard concerts that, that were nice, but it would be great to just, why don't we have a big get together at least and, you know, 
and have some campfire jams. That'd be, we've got a backyard. We can have some people in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if that's all it is, I'm fine with that too. I, I need the collaboration though. That's got to come back around soon. But I, I wonder about, you know, even just maybe, and maybe this is what we should do. Maybe Leaf Rapids and the D Rangers should just plan to do something together so that we have something to do together because it probably won't happen if we don't make it happen. And nope. yeah, I mean, I, if, even if, you know, if it has to be a something, let's, let's talk about that after the, after we get well, off. Really of all we need is a field together. and some electricity. Yeah, I can find some solar power. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> That would be amazing. Yeah, I think we should do something, you know, just to just to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> okay. Our audience can look online. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Yep. <laughs> you know, one thing I've been doing that you were mentioning how uh, it's difficult to collaborate right now, but I find I've been quite busy with doing backup vocals in my studio uh, so I've I've sang and it's I think one of my favorite things to do I feel like I was put on this earth to sing backup for other people like it to it write harmonies at least. You, you're definitely here to write harmonies I don't know if you're yeah. necessarily meant to take a back seat but you, you're definitely here to write harmonies oh, that's <laughs> I love it the pressure's off <laughs> no but uh I've, I've been working on like oh Susanna record and uh john ward hammond uh, matt patters check and uh and some theremin things and it really got me out of my own creative block because i really i was with you with writing what is there to write about right now because i like to explore the dark but i did not want to <laughs> explore any more dark <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was really that I could throw my heart into that. And then um, and I've been doing some soundscapes lately with the synthesizer stuff, uh, which I'm loving, too. So. so you're deep in the in the studio realm right now. That's really great. Yeah, it has been great. That's uh, definitely something I've been missing. Um, and not my for- own without my own engine that needed to drive it really <laughs> like other yeah. people were <laughs> yeah exactly. I can help other people but ask me for my own ideas and, oh I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fun yeah I actually got to do a, a vocal overdub for Grant Simpson uh, a couple of weeks ago that's like the only recording I've only meaningful recording I've really done over the course of this except for the um so, stories to songs i did that program have you heard about that that the crescent i'm i'm doing that center? you are you're doing one. Oh, that's so awesome oh okay. my you, gosh you, i have got a it. very romantic east indian man uh paramjeet singh and he's writing this beautiful love song and <laughs> every time i see him he's like you are so beautiful cheering <laughs> 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 me right up Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so how far along are you in your process? Well, he pretty much, it, I think we're, we're getting near completion. He really is taking the helm and he's writing these ro- very romantic lyrics. And I'm just kind of, I'm adapting them and adjusting them. And, and, uh, and I think it's going to be really sweet. It's, it's great because it's so out of my own thinking but it's so beautiful like it's somehow easier to sing 
love sentiments when other people write it for me. I don't know why. Like I, my cheese meter goes so high when I, whenever I try to write something like that, I, I, I censor myself, but maybe that's the trick. Wow. So he's really hands-on. That's, that's totally different than my experience. Not to say that, you know, my, that it couldn't have gone that way. It certainly could have gone that way. Um, it just seemed to all sort of happen. The song, in terms of the song itself, it just seemed to all happen in my head in a very short period of time. For anyone listening, Stories to Songs is a program um, that our producer uh, is also spearheading uh, in conjunction with and uh, supported by the Crescent Arts Center here in Winnipeg. And he's partnered artists with elders in their community, uh, not necessarily other musicians, but people with a story. Uh, something to share um, everyone has a story and something to share but then that is the nature of it is that they share their life's experiences and then through collaboration or interpretation a song results from the experience and so I worked with a gentleman named Howard Swan and uh, he was an old vaudevillian and I wrote this really I feel one of my my better works um, inspired by by Howard um, and it, and Carrie's were doing the same thing now and uh, my experience was very much, like I said, in my head, but you've got a very collaborative experience. You have a very assertive friend in this experience, which I, I, everyone's going to be having a completely different experience. I did the pilot episode for everyone's information. And then now there's probably over a dozen or something other people out engaging in this process with, uh, with new people. So it's really going to be cool to see what all comes together. And I think there's a plan maybe for down the road for there to be a performance of everyone getting together and sharing the pieces that they've developed from this experience. And uh, that'd be so great. Yeah, I think it's just going to be so cool. But t please tell me more. I want to just give background for anyone listening. Oh, yeah. Well, Paramjeet is also the president of the Pickleball Association in Winnipeg. <laughs> and he's a yoga master. And so we're going to become great friends, I think. Like he's wanting to have us over for dinner as soon as we can and, and uh, I'm hoping to learn some meditation um, you know guidance from him and I, I feel like I feel like it's a relationship that will continue for sure and probably go play some pickleball <laughs> it looks really cool <laughs> yeah I just I can't imagine having that experience with someone where you get such a glimpse into their you know their whole being and not come out of it feeling a deep connection you know and yeah I, I don't know when the next time I'll get to see Howard is but you know Howard's 99 and in a care home and and that's not a place where you can go visit right now but yeah. I do hope there's a chance for us to catch up again in the future and maintain a relationship for as long as Howard's with us you know and uh, just yeah I don't know how you could do that create art based on someone's experience have them share so much of themselves with you and, and not feel something deep about that you know yeah and uh what a life howard has had oh right like my absolutely. gosh yeah, yeah and same with paramjeet who i'm working with like like he's done so many things he only moved to canada i think in 2016 <laughs> wow. from india yeah so <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. And, and he was that's... very interested in my life too, which was, which was sweet. Like <laughs> he would stop the conversation like, okay, now you must tell me about yourself. <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> 
Uh, I got to involve Ajax in, in mine too. That was really fun. He was there for all the meetings and videotaped everything. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the, that was really an interesting part of the experience too. Is three very, you know, distinct different generational perspectives, 11, 44 and 99, you know, it's just, it was a really broad, everyone sort of colliding in the middle and just, um, yeah, so so amazing. So I, I really love that project. I can't wait to hear what you do. I can't wait to hear what everybody does. I just I hope that it goes on forever because it just seems like such a great community building. It, it's it's amazing. Project. It's really important to like I hope when I'm elderly, somebody comes and asks me about <laughs> and wants to write a song with me, you know, like totally. It's so, so great. We don't really get to where would we ever meet them and hear about their amazing lives without a project like this so i'm really grateful to grant and were you part of setting it up as well or was it no no yeah it's it's grant grant something grant did up in the yukon maybe even a couple of different uh goes at it up there but it was a preconceived idea i think that he already sort of wanted to probably put in action when he moved to winnipeg because i know he's worked with howard a lot right yeah project. grants grants kind of a hub of the vaudeville community um and i think uh probably been responsible for reconnecting some of those folks if i'm not mistaken and uh and just bringing it to a broader audience here in winnipeg generally so yeah they spent a lot of time together i think grant uh grant has quite a soft spot for howard but i can't say <laughs> yeah. how you wouldn't it's impossible not to <laughs> i remember seeing them at the cranky festival and oh just the best yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> oh well I, I don't want to take up all your time but um i'm glad you you told me about stories to songs and uh and is there any other notable things you wanted to talk about that have happened to you over the last little while i'm looking forward to catching up around a campfire too but in terms, of, in terms of your career maybe are there any other notable things i mean it's been a weird time to have a career in the music business it um, is. It's been strange. Oh, well, I know that it's funny with the, I kind of felt lethargic about music, but then every time I get a new, like I'll get a Manitoba Arts Network did an interesting pairing as well, which was an artist, a visual artist with a musician. And then we swapped pieces. So I was going to, res I was made a song built around a piece of artwork that Sarah Fuller, uh, who's an amazing photographer, made. And then she made some artwork on to a song. Like I submitted a few songs and she picked one. She submitted a few visual art pieces and I picked one and we and we responded to it musically or visually. And then from that, I've started collaborating with her on this moth project she's working with with a dancer in BC and they're doing this visual dance film thing and they needed a soundscape. And I had just started working with the Buchla, with a virtual Buchla synthesizer, which I've always been fascinated with, but never had time to really dive into because it's so crazy <laughs> and awesome. But it, to me, it's Tell like- us about finding, it. Tell us about it. What? Well, it's this, I guess, if you dive into synthesizer history, there's like, Don Buchla on the West Coast. I think he's the West Coast. Yeah. And Moog on the East Coast. So while Moog had, was developing synthesizer sounds where you where it was, uh, I forget the exact term, but 
but you would take away, you'd have frequencies that were pretty full and you would take the sounds away to change it. Whereas Don Buchla just starts from the very simple frequencies with these oscillators and then you manipulate them from the ground up, which I, which I sort of was drawn to. And so there's this Buchla V uh, easel, I mean a Buchla V easel that are like $10,000. I can't ever afford one, but I've always been fascinated since I saw one a while ago. And so I've been just, it just to me, it sounds like tapping into nature. Like you can make ocean waves and all these little bleepy bloop insect sounds and stuff. Anyway, it just happened to <laughs> correspond with what they needed. And so I've been sort of forcibly having to learn <laughs> this machine. <laughs> Um, which I'm loving and it's completely out of my, out of my box, but, but not really. Cause it's, it's like sound collage, which I really love doing. And, and so that's a, I'm actually really excited about that. So I'm doing a soundscape for a moth dance. <laughs> that's cool. Hey, have you ever been to that museum in Calgary, the national music center? I think. It's yeah. Right. I wonder, they must have a bunch of those, a bunch of that guy's synths. Hey, cause I mean, in that, fact, that, that's probably that collection... where I saw some of that stuff okay, and you know what um have you was it the new one you went to because they, they had the I can. went to the old one as well yeah so did i yeah apparently the new one's quite amazing uh mind-blowing like everything i saw in the old museum plus a lot except for uh, we'd got the backstage tour when oh, okay uh, you when did the see the new one then the old one, well, I, I've gotten a really good tour of both of them, but okay. the old one, the piano tuner's dad, who was also a piano tuner, uh, he was a friend of Don Zoops, of course, and he, we got this really cool tour. And in the back, they had just received uh, Elton John's birdcage piano that was like, there was like graffiti on it, like signed by by all sorts of people but I think they could see things written by Bernie Taupin and they were fixing it at the time the white one yeah exactly and the they had just acquired the Stones Mobile at that time and all of the uh, Mellotron tapes were all like stacked on on wheels on a shelf like just and then and 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 modules from the board and everything it was just like oh my god it was just unbelievable to think about and the theremins, you know, and oh yeah, I mean, what an incredible place! But you know that there's, a, you would actually have a pretty good shot at that at that residency. I and, actually, they approached me about it a couple of years ago, but I think because I was still in the throes of motherhood, I couldn't take as much time off as I wanted to. But that is something on my on my bucket list. Go and mess around with those. <laughs> yeah. Since you can you can play anything, right? You're there for a week and you record and you can use anything that's in the collection. I know. I, it almost sounds I probably just It'd be overwhelming. too many yeah. options. <laughs> Maybe you could come with me. Let's do something together. Okay. If you make the pitch, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that would be amazing. That's quite the place. Um, but yeah, that made me think of that when you're saying you, you're into this this synth history i mean man that's i think that might i be, don't even know how might... i got into that that's so bizarre yeah that's well don't ask questions just go with it just go yeah, totally <laughs> all right well i i think we uh we'll wrap it up carrie because yeah that was the bell 
we're done. <laughs> I just called my sister today to apologize for all the mean things I did to her when I was a kid. Really? That was such a bad sister. It's her birthday. And... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I have too much I reflection. I haven't come clean yet. I haven't made a, I haven't atoned for my bad brotherhood yet. Were you a bad brother? Maybe someday. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah. Pretty sure. No, I, you probably weren't. I remember some moments for sure. Yeah. yeah me too. <laughs> I was definitely a bad stepbrother at times. <laughs> okay. I don't feel so bad then. Thank you for saying. <laughs> no, no. I, I, you got, yeah. Well, elder siblings right we we always have something to regret it's usually our own behavior yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so oh, what's so good to see your face yeah what's your next what's your next performance yeah good question i have nothing yeah i'm gonna do some weird theremin things i'm gonna start doing i think i'm gonna start some tiktok theremin videos my kids are really into tiktok and it looks like a great little one minute i can uh, under a pseudonym it's the kind of thing that could catch wildfire on on tiktok you know (laughs) theremin i mean if sea shanties can can take take the world by storm i'm sure the theremin will have its day are sea shanties oh sea shanties were a totally big deal yeah wow they were they were blowing up on on tiktok (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, come on. When does sea shanties make a resurgence? Especially with, with that age demographic. Yeah, that's, that's bizarre. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's hope for us. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna let you go. All right. Okay. Take let's, care, Jackson. Uh, let's have a campfire soon. Yeah. Wanna? Yeah. Yeah. I really. Think, like anytime, really. Yeah, I know. It's time. Totally. Okay. So I've got a pit out back here. Do you guys you have a fire pit at home? Yeah. Yeah, we do too. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think we, we owe you like several hospitality engagements. So uh, why don't you? All right. Me? Invite us over. We're there. Yeah. Okay. Right on. <laughs> Bye, Carrie. Bye, Grant. I mean, <laughs> hi, Grant. Bye, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Thanks so much. Ah, my pleasure. Awesome. On rainy day in July, I stabbed you in your lumberjack eye. When I felt upon your wild hand, I was chopped. Forest of your hair, my barber shop shears. You never know, that man standing by the bridge with his jaw. Is the reason I travel
strength to leave her home. Eight thousand kilometers from Kyoto to Victoria. You never to have been able to contribute to this podcast. Thanks to everyone at Home Roots for letting me do this. But extra huge thanks to Grant Simpson. He's been in the background doing all the heavy lifting with this show and it all hinges on his efforts. I'm so grateful for these hours that buoyed my spirits. Uh, we were blessed with great guests. Everyone found a silver lining somewhere in their outlook and approach to coping with COVID and I really think hearing some of those perspectives over the course of this past year has helped me remain collected. Uh, I don't know when the podcast will return, but uh, keep an eye and an ear out, and I'm sure the team will uh, keep you posted when new content is coming your way. Take care, everyone. Have a happy, healthy spring and summer, and let's find new, creative, and most of all, safe ways to get live music to the hungry people. This is Jackson Haldane signing off.